Good evening, and I want to welcome everyone to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Five Smooth Stones, and I am Brother Seth. I want to thank everybody for stopping by, saying hello, and checking out what's going on in the world today. You're listening to the show that we call the Doer Order Watch Society. I know I've been out of pocket for the last Almost a month, I've been in training, starting the job, and had to record messages. And what's kind of, I guess, shocking is some of these messages have been more more popular than my presence. I don't know quite how to take that. But y'all have enjoyed the pre-recorded shows for what reason. So um, thank everybody for stopping by, like I said, and checking us out. What's going on here in from a from a realistic standpoint, what's going on in our world? From a biblical standpoint, what's going on? From a common sense standpoint, what's going on in our world? And I uh, just hope that tonight that the Most High will use us to 
Oh, shit. When I say us, I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking about you, you, listener. I'm I'm hoping tonight that um, brothers and sisters all over, as far as the state of our planet, and solutions, solutions, solutions we need to do to be wise steward of this time upon the earth. So, again, hope everybody is doing well. Again, thank everybody for stopping by, and I do hope everybody's doing well tonight, well-meaning spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally, in every aspect of life. I hope you're winning, winning, winning. So, I, um, like I said, I started a job, and I just hadn't been able to do these blogs like I wanted but like I said, strange as it might sound, the ratings of these shows, uh, the archives is, I guess, where when all these people decide to listen. I guess it's just the time I come on, 11 o'clock at night. Maybe people just don't have time. Then you on the East Coast, it's 12 o'clock for you. So anyway, tonight, tonight, folks, we're dealing with, um, uh, well, tonight, let me just back up. Tonight is open forum. Tonight is open forum. What does that mean? Open forum means we are open to talk about any and everything you feel on your heart. As long as it's on your heart and not on your ego or not on your, um, uh, what can I say, not on your plate of foolishness, we are welcoming comments uh, all night long if it's on your heart. Again, tonight is a night. We talk about whatever is on your mind, whatever is on your heart, whatever is uh, been, you know, uh, heavy, uh, and you want to share. With regards to what's going on behind the scenes and what's going on in our world, I mean, we don't want to hear no obvious news reports that anybody can um, tamper with, change around. We want to know what's going on behind the scenes, the spiritual world. Yes, we want. Let me just let me uh, let me just phrase that because I think I said that wrong. We want to know the root of what's going on more than what's going on in our world tonight. Tonight is the night where I would really want us to focus on roots. I mean, the show again is open forum, and we will have a guest coming on uh, shortly. But the show is open forum. However, I would like to tonight if we could, to focus on roots, roots of whatever is going on in the natural realm that we can see, taste, touch, smell, and hear. I prefer to go deeper into roots behind what is going on in our world. Surely, surely there is a new world order, and surely, surely these people have a serious agenda to control the world and to turn mankind into servants. Everybody want to be worshipped. Uh, everybody want to be worshipped. And one get way, way to an entirely different level. And they want to be worshipped exclusively. They want control over everything. So tonight I've invited on a very common guest It's always probably it's my guest more than any people, anybody. And somebody might say, well, why Brother Joseph? Why come you don't have on other people? Well, it's a couple of reasons I don't have on other guests. One of them is Brother Joseph is always available. 
I can't say that's not true. Let me say it like this. He'll always make himself available. Sometimes he don't have time. He's he's married, have a lot of things going in his own life, but he'll always make time for five smooth songs, and and, uh, he loves what we do here. We don't always agree on everything. Y'all know that, but the brother is 100% sold out to research, and he will bring anything to the table, no matter how far out it sounds, so long as it lines up with what he believes uh, in his research to be a, a reality. And his realities are not always a lot of our realities because Brother Jones is one of those persons that want to go deep, deep. I'm going to try to not counter it, but to add to it with a solution and with the root uh, of what I what I feel would be a root to uh, the different things he bring up. I may not have a root for everything he bring up, but if I do, my goal tonight is to present as many roots to whatever problems we talk about. Because until we understand the root of the problem, we're just sitting around just bitching. I mean, just sitting around just complaining. Period. Period. End of story. We're just sitting around just complaining, and. Um, that's not being faithful stewards of time and, and, and of these vessels the Most High have given us and of the just as servants of the Most High. It's not wise to sit around and just talk about problems. When you pray about these things, you take it to the Most High in prayer, he is going to give you an answer. He is going to give you a perspective, a way to look at it, a, the real way to look at it, the reality behind uh, these different things that are, we're facing on the planet. All of these things we're facing on the planet, it pretty much ain't nothing more than judgment. It's either judgment or justice. It's either judgment or justice. If it's if it's something bad, it's either the most high judging someone or people taking upon themselves to judge people as they see fit. So most of what you see, most calamities are either judgment or justice. And then there's the blessings. There's the things that is going well on our planet, the good things, and these things we believe come from the most high. All good things come from the Most High. Just believe that, even when you think it's it's on your of your own strength. So anyway, again, thank y'all for tuning in tonight, and I want to go quickly to the phone lines uh, and to Brother Joseph. But before I do, I want to allow just a few more people to come. So what I'm going to do is just play a little bit of something and just allow a few more people that I'm used to seeing, and then we'll start the show quickly, like. Uh, he's on the line. I see him on the line, and I'm gonna go to him. But at first, just allow a few more people to come, and then we won't uh, we won't uh, waste any time. Go straight to him, okay? So again, thank y'all for tuning in. Don't forget about the website. We do have a website. I mean, excuse me, uh, www.fivesmoothstones.com. Five smooth stones. Dot webs 
com. Go there and join the site. We don't need them to ask you for a username and your email, or you can give us a phony email, just something where we can connect you, something where we can talk to you on the site. It's really all we're looking for, just, just to create a, a family and, and, and iron shop and iron. A lot of y'all know a whole lot going on, and you know, committed to change, and we want people like you in our, our circle uh, for networking purposes as well. All right? So we'll be right back shortly after this old, old but good one by Andre Kraut. Check this out as we allow more people to come.
Okay, we're back. We are back. Again, you listen to Five Smooth Stones. This is Brother Seth, and this is Thursday. And normally, normally, not lately, but normally, we talk about the New World Order and what's happening in our world on Thursdays, but I've had a lot of things happen. New job, uh, the passing on of my father, and just a lot to keep me out of whack. So I apologize that y'all haven't been hearing my voice on, from a live perspective. Um, but anyway, we are here, and I'm going to go ahead and go straight to the line, as I promised I would, and get Brother Joseph on the line. And um, Brother Joseph, uh, are you there? Area code 804, you there? Peace, Brother South Peace. How you doing, my brother? Try best, babe. Try to do my best. What about yourself? Uh, I would say the same. I would say the same. I will add... I will add to that that we are blessed, even if we don't know it. Uh, my brother, listen, I'm so I want to thank you for just taking uh, coming on with such a short notice. I really wasn't going to do a show tonight. I felt like I have a lot of people that enjoy hearing from us, and I didn't want to just keep doing these um, recorded shows. I wanted to get some live out there because that's what people like. They don't want to hear no pre-recorded show, if it's all possible. But but you know what's strange, Brother Joseph? These pre-recorded shows, I have one of them that's almost at a 1,000 hits, and it's showing even that old. It's like a week old. Well, yeah, about a week old. So, I mean, it's a lot of people listening. It's not a 1,000, but it's near. And it's been about a week, maybe a little over a week. And uh, so for whatever reason, people enjoy these shows. I think it's because of the, uh, I think, the reason why it's so popular is because you can listen anytime. It's the archives I'm talking about. So yeah. when I do the when I do these little pre recorded shows it's been real popular. But anyway, man, I'm sure you got more interesting things to talk about. But that is important though in in and of itself and it's that that people are listening because that's what we're here for, to get truth out, to get word out, to get insight out, what little bit we have. So what little bit we have, we're just trying to share it, and that's what this is all about. So some of y'all know who Brother Joseph is. I want you to give, uh, again, Brother Joseph, I know you. A lot of people know you, but there's always a few people out there that don't know who you are. And I want you to introduce yourself. Well, let me just do my little bit, and then I want you to add to it. Um, Again, folks, this is Brother Joseph Johnson. He's on the show a lot, probably more than anybody and one reason I like to have him on is because he'll talk about anything under the sun that he think is truth, no matter how crazy and 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 loony it sounds. And I respect that about him because sometimes the truth is often stranger than fiction. Sometimes what's truth is often stranger than fiction. Sometimes the truth. It's often stranger than fiction. So we don't always want to embrace the truth that sounds strange. But Brother Joseph, if you feel like it's true, don't bring it, no matter what people think. And I, I, I respect it about it. And there's not a, lot of, not a lot of people that's going to do that. So anyway, um, this brother, uh, as many of you have heard in the past, was uh, incarcerated. And while he was incarcerated, he was able to learn a whole lot uh, that a lot of us just don't have time to learn because we, you know, we're too busy. It's one thing about a lot. Anybody take the opportunity to find themselves incarcerated to learn and study and better themselves is going to be light years ahead of everybody else. 
Well, this is what this brother did. He went in. Of course, he talks about his grandfather being an influence on him that helped him understand a lot that was going on, some deeper things, deeper things uh, going on. His uh, father was in the war and, and taught him a lot of deep and things that's just hard to believe for civilians walking around uh, that was happening. And, and Brother Joseph took it to another level once he had all that time uh, when he was uh, locked up to go deeper, and he got so... Uh, popular with it, everybody in the prison started coming to him when they wanted to know information, and then they got outside of the prison who it was, and he was visited by some uh, high-ranking official, uh, uh, and I'll, hopefully he'll just take at least three minutes, four minutes, and talk about how he uh, got, you know, how people heard of him even outside of prison to where that would uh, bring certain people to his prison to visit him, uh, clearing, going through all of the, the security checks because of who this person was. And uh, So, Brother Joseph, go ahead. I'm going to let you talk about it. I'm sure you can do it. But I do want you, I know how you don't like doing that. You like getting right into the meat of things. But quickly, because people don't know who you are, and we got to always remember you always got new listeners. And uh, I can tell you right now, a whole lot of people listening to you right now that have never, ever, ever heard your voice. So, again, just elaborate a little bit about who you are and why you came into this information and why you study the way you do, please. Well, well, I am who I am, you know. Nobody really, you know, I'm not really, you know, somebody really the uh, dimension of, you know, because I don't have no alphabets, you know, behind my name, you know. I'm just a person that happens to me, uh, uh investigative journalist from out of Quebec County, uh, whose name was uh, Serge Maness. He was getting leaks from the United Nations. And, uh, but see, where he messed up at, you know, he, uh, was releasing the information as he was getting it. He should have just sit on the information like like Al Martin. You know Al Martin, right? Before you start focusing on all these folks, I want you, again, people don't, everybody don't know who you are, man. I want you to talk about what brought that guy to the prison to see you. What? what, what oh, how can a person, how can a person locked up Get somebody like that to come see them in prison. Go through all of the different security checks because of who this guy was. I mean, how do you how do you get so popular in prison where everybody know you as a man that, that that's got the information, the secret? So you get your reputation in this prison, then you was moved to a different prison. You got a reputation there, same kind of reputation, and then it got outside of the prison to the degree where you was visited by this person that was trying to recruit you because they like what you had to offer. I mean, just, I know you don't want no no glory and nothing like that, but before we get into this deep, deep stuff, you got to understand something. People are real strange. They don't know who you are. They don't know how you got the information. They don't have to believe you just because you said it. So you got to, you got to let people know, hey, look, no, ain't no alphabet behind your name. Maybe so, maybe you're right. But you don't have to have alphabets behind your name. If you saw an accident and the police come and say what happened, 
You are a credible witness. You could write a book on it, and it would do just as well as somebody with alphabet. You just simply witnessing truth that you come across. I will take a back seat to nobody. I don't care who they are. I'll take a to the things I know. I know, I know, I know, I know. I don't know everything. I ain't trying to know everything. I ain't claiming to know everything. I ain't trying to be out here talking about everything. But what I know, I know, and nobody can take it from me. And I ain't taking no backseat to anybody. I don't care who they are. So what I'm saying to you is the things that you know, know you know. All I want you to do is just share with the people that don't know who you are just a little bit about how you what got you to studying and looking into the things that you do? Why, what created this Joseph Johnson that you have become? Even though you're humble and you don't want no glory, you ain't got no letters, still you do have a lot of information. We've been hearing you talk for almost a year now. You got something to say for real. We just want to know a little bit about what got you that to that place. Give me about three minutes of it. Okay, okay. You tell me. You tell me. I have to. The uh, 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 the office was like, was the, I'm talking was, about anybody that you come across of uh, of substance. Well, not of substance, the wrong word. Cause anybody you come across that have pretty much been doing what you're doing. I mean, people that some sometimes folks, it's real crazy. <laughs> you have to almost call out names like that, and then people give you credit. It's the weirdest thing, you know. It's almost like a minister. Why do people respect ministers so? Because they went to a little old school and got a, uh, a certificate. It, it don't even mean that they call. It's just because somebody, some recognized body said this is a minister, and everybody take their tithe and offering and go see him every single week. And they have, and then of course, is what he talks about. And you have to have some knowledge. But I know people that that no circles around ministers, but they can't get nobody to follow because they have this circle body of people to author, to authorize them. Let me let's do this a different way. Let me just kinda interview you real briefly about that and I'll help you out here. All right. When you was incarcerated, Brother Joseph, and then we're gonna get up to this stuff. I know I see people on the phone lines and I know some of these people on the phone lines. I know how they like to go deep deep. And I see the chat room is open, people in the chat room, but before we go into all this controversial stuff that some people in I just want to know a little bit about you, the person. So we're going to spend no more than about four minutes, just real short. So you went to prison because you was young and dumb, done some stupid things, and while you was there, you began to start remembering some of the things grandmother, your grandfather told you. He had already had you with your eyes open because he told you Things. So I want to hear a little bit about your grandfather. And then when you went to prison, you took what he told you from, uh, again, he was in World War II, and he showed, shared with you some secrets and some things, what's going on. Then you took that another level and started studying and studying and studying. Well, obviously, you weren't just another person studying because it got you a lot of reputation. And everybody in prison ain't just like stupid criminals. There's a lot of intelligent people that that have run companies in prison. And so to be the man to go to, as you was called, that was something. So, again, just kind of elaborate on that, and especially your grandfather, and then we'll take it from there. Okay, okay. I met a man named Serge Maness. He was an investigative journalist, and uh, he was getting, he was getting you know, inside uh, uh, leaks from uh, the United Nations. And... Um, 
he was he was where the, the where one of the main pieces of information that made him popular was uh 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 this technology called the Blue Beam uh, Project, you know, the hop and um um these laser and uh plasma uh platforms they got out in space, you know, you know, just like a wep uh just like a weapon system, you know, from out of hell, you know, and and, and nobody knew about this stuff that Serge Maness was getting from the United Nations. And um so I caught him on an interview and um I wrote him and uh we became, you know, real good friends and everything, you know, you know uh, uh correspondence. And um so I met I met I met I met Al Cuppet. So all the information I was getting from Serge Maness, I used it in the level to uh to grab a little hole onto our carpet. And the lot of that I sent our carpet and stuff, you know, he got real curious, you know. Uh, I got to come see who this person is, you know. I I think he thought, you know, he was coming to see a white boy or something, you know. So, uh, you know, he got shocked when he saw who I was in the flesh, you know. So um, our carpet came, you know, he came right on in it. In the major institution I was in, you know, you had to be right to get up in there, you know. He won't on my list, you know. He had his badge, you know, on his on his flight jacket, you know. Now our cup is a a full bird, you know, full colonel, you know. And uh, you know, he came see me and everything, and we talked and everything, and you know, we was talking about the things that which will come to be in the United States, and um, he was, you know, he was. He was like shocked of 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 the way that I you know was coming at him about what I knew you know and 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 uh uh the type of understanding that I received as I was reading this stuff that Serge Maness was sending me you know and uh he was saying like you know pretty much anything you put in a lot about you know what you see gonna happen to the United States is uh is an A plus you know. Yes, A plus, and uh, I told you that you know Smith sent me about eight boxes of information, right? And uh, technical papers, bibliographies. I mean, that's a whole mess of information. And um, and I, you know, remember I told you about uh, three three uh, COs, correctional officers. You know, they came to my cell during that time I was in the hole. And, um, and, and, and hey, hey! Don't forget to include about the young man that you you shared information with, and he got to talking about it. And later on, the FBI came to see this guy when he started sharing the stuff you were saying. You know, I guess he got upset or whatever. And he started being a big mouth with it. If I got the story right, uh, no, no, the, 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 the FBI come to see him one day, and then the next day he was hanged. He, he yeah, well, uh, well, uh, this is the case with him, right? Lil Tico, Lil Tico from out of Norfolk, Virginia, that's up uh, 64 from me, you know, about, about 40 minutes away. But uh, he was real young when he was in Greensville Correctional Center. He was buck wild, you know, uh, you know, loose as a goose, you know, always try to stab the COs and throwing, you know, try to throw defecation up in their mouth and stuff. And, and they had moved him on the wing that I was on, right? And this is 
type of stuff that, you know, that I was witnessing from him, you know, he was always trying to, you know, you know, get at the police, you know. So uh, I said, let me, uh, you know, try to work my way in on him and, uh, you know, you know, try to slip some information underneath his belt. So, um, now, whoa, 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 whoa. Why was you wanting to give some information to him? To calm him down or, or what, what What was your uh, purpose? No, 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 so we can be aware of reality, you know, the bigger picture. You know, that's okay. all, you know, yeah, so... So uh, I was sending them little information and stuff, you know, and so I pull out some information about Bill and Hillary, and oh man, this was some stuff. And and see, Hillary, Hillary go all the way back to the Watergate days. See, she was an intern shredding Watergate papers. You know, that's how far she goes back. So, so anyway, the information I sent him, you know, you know, he went in a rant. You know, he got, you know, this started coming aware of of of, of reality and 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 how DC works. You know, works. You know, so um, he wrote he wrote Bill and Hillary uh, a very intelligent letter. You know, little Tico was real smart, very smart because. Cause, Cause, the little case he used to send me, I used to notice his neat hand writing in the way. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What, what do you mean by kite? What's a kite? A kite I know, but so everybody else knows. Yeah. A kite is a letter, you know. So I could see that little Tico was very intelligent, you know. So, so he went on and wrote these people a letter, and uh, uh, it was a you know kind of you know. In your face type of type of stuff, and uh, and uh, Secret Service came down here to see him, right? I mean, came to Greensville to see him. So, you know, I didn't know because I was in my cell, you know, in the hole. So, so the CO came to me and like, man, uh, 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 Secret Service down here to see little Tico, and uh, and, and and so on and so on, right? He like, man, I wonder what the hell that boy done did. So. Tico, you know, he had a little sit down with the Secret Service, and uh, he come on back to his cell, and uh, he was quiet. You know, he won't try to get at the police no more, nothing. So you know, and everybody was like wondering, you know, what's going on with little Tico? You know, what's in his head? And 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 uh, I, he sent me, he sent me one last kite. He sent me one last kite, and uh, but he stayed quiet. And then all of a sudden, he started beefing back with the with the police. So they moved him. They moved him from that cell where he was across from me. Moved him in the zone. You know, when you catch a case, you know, in the hole, they move you to you know a more a more tougher uh, 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 wing. You know, like they'll tie you down and you know just you know keep you restricted. So um, when they let him up. He hung himself, you know. You know, you know. He hung himself. Then um, it was the white boy. Remember the white boy that hung himself? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did he hang himself? Because I thought you said that it was it was not quite clear that he hung himself. I, he sounded like look, a soldier. Hold, hold, hold. He sounded like hold, one of them hold, guys hold. that hold hold up hold up, brother. Hold up. I don't know what happened to him because he was on the outer wing. I don't know what happened to that man. 
And I don't know what Secret Service told him. But all I know, a couple of days after he left the wing I was on, and he moved, they moved him over to the, uh, the zone, you know, he hung himself. I don't know what happened to him, you know. I'm, I'm going to leave that alone right there. And, and remember the white boy that hung himself? He was a sailhouse worker. And uh, 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 I started building a relationship with him and uh, 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 talking about, you know, you know, talking about America, you know, and the new world order. So he came at me with this patriotic stuff. And I'm, I'm like, I'm like, man, where you been, man? Your, your country done sold you out. You ain't got no more country no more. And uh, so uh, he's still talking that little patriot stuff. So I said, I tell you what. Before you go in your cell, he was a cell house uh, uh, worker. You know, he helped pass out the food trays and, 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 and gather the trays and mop and sweep before he go back in his cell. That's his, that's his job back in the hole, a cell house worker. So, so before he came, went back in the cell, he stopped by my cell to get some literature. And uh, I gave him a nice little piece of literature. So he... He laid back and read it, you know. So um, he used to come out and, you know, do his little work, and, you know, we'll kick it. And uh, so uh, he returned the literature, and I haven't heard anything from him for like a week. So so he sent me a kite, and he said, uh, send me some more of that treasonous information. So I went in the archives and I Wait a minute, he called it treason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sent me a kite, sent me a letter saying, you know, send him some more of that treasonous information. So I went into the pile, right, and um, I pulled him some out, you know, and um, he did the knowledge to it. He read it. And um, so uh, about, about three, four days after that, you know, when they was doing camp, you know, doing a head camp, uh, 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 they saw him hanging with his uh, shoe string, boot string or whatever, right? Yeah, so, you know, the white boy hung himself. Yeah, you know, but... Um, wow. Well, let's listen. Let's go ahead and uh, just kind of uh, uh, move forward to... Uh, I, wanna, I want you to tell us what, what you... Seeing the horizon, you the watchman on the wall. You one of the watchmen on the wall. I know for sure. What do you see in the horizon? What's going on? You know, you got the elections coming up. You got all kind of stuff. Yes. I mean, what, yes. what you see? I know you're not going to talk about just no elections, but what what's going on? Oh, I got some on elections. I'm I'm gonna say that for after I say this, both both two three more things before I say come to the elections, right? Um, um. You heard about the new uh, uh, QE3, right? Something about that. Not really yeah. much. What is yeah. it? This this is uh, uh, this third time they done did a quantitative, uh, what they call quantitative easing, right? Now, now this is this is what this quantitative easing three is about. Now, the Federal Reserve. Don't ask me where they get the money from there. I guess they're going to crank the presses up or, or whatever. I don't know where they're going to get this money from. Now, uh, 
I got the information from Lindsey Williams. And uh, Lindsey Williams said, Lindsey Williams was a guy that was a, 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 a evangelist. Uh, I forgot which state he was here. I think it was Kansas. But he was chosen to be a minister to the oil uh, workers up in Crudo Bay, Alaska, you know. And he said that, you know, over over the months and things, he had uh, a working relations with the with the oil boys, you know, you know the executives and and the CEOs and the chairmans and things. So um, he built a relationship with one of the guys, two with two of the guys. He said, and um, you know they used to talk, little, little, you know, private talk and everything, right? So they, you know, they used to tell them different things, you know. To tell the people, you know, because I guess they felt that the American people need to know, like um, Bill Clinton uh, uh, and like uh, Carl Quigley used to say, the books he wrote, Tragedy and Hope, the 1,400-page book, you know, and, you know, he was saying that, you know, all that this that's going on uh, with America, you know, that American people need to know what these people is is. Is 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 plotting behind their back, you know. The American people need to know. But um, um, Lindsey Williams, he said that this 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 QE three is about the uh, Federal Reserve. They're gonna be they're gonna be uh, buying up forty billion dollars worth of mortgage-backed securities, and um, along with that, they're gonna be purchasing a uh, no printing up a lot of uh, T bonds. And they're gonna they're gonna be uh, selling the T bonds to the banks and everything. And with these with these uh, uh, mortgage backed securities, they're gonna they're gonna dump them on the, the realtors market. And and see and see, rather than get this for me from me, you know, I would rather for you, you know, to listen to it straight from the horse's mouth. I got it queued up and everything. You know, so what Lindsey Williams is saying that if you living in your house and uh, your mortgage is not exercised, you know, paid out, it's already sold. It's in the process of being sold. Well, I agree with that. I don't know if that's a major revelation, but derivatives, credit default swaps, Yes. And uh, this woman, demon-possessed woman, you asked me, named Blythe Masters. Blythe Masters, B-L-Y-T-H-E. It's her first name, strange name, B-L-Y-T-H-E, last name Masters, M-A-S-T-E-R-S. This woman is the inventor. Uh, she's the one that started this whole credit default swap. And, uh, and they call these derivatives... And I know we're getting a little deep, but basically a derivative is is pretty much betting off the production of anything. And they was betting off the of uh, uh, the the uh, whole housing bubble. I'm sure y'all heard about. I'm sure everybody in the world knows about the whole uh, the the what happened in 2008 in the United States. But the derivatives and the or the credit default swaps was behind all of that, and so 
this so Brother Joseph is saying it's very accurate. It's believe it all. Oh, I mean, that should be common knowledge. Now, a lot of a lot of my brothers and sisters that happens to be black don't get too deep off in the economics for whatever reason. Not all of them, but some of them, most of them I know don't. But they tell me this, if you want to understand what is really going on in the, on the planet, you've got to understand finances. Somebody told me that a long time ago, and the, more, the longer I live, the more I've come to realize that is the truth. Because the wickedness that's where it relates to money and banks, these are the movers and shakers in the natural realm. Now, in the spiritual realm, it's a different story. But these are the most powerful people on the planet. If you truly, truly want to know what is going on, I mean, what is going on, if you want to see racism, you got to look into the financial world. These are people that make decisions that call continents to, to just be impoverished. These are the people that create policy. Like the scripture talks about the oppressors of Israel, how they would... Uh, would afflict by their policy. I need to find that scripture. But it talks about how the wicked people that rule over Israel would afflict with their policy. I think it's the only time the word policy is used in the Bible. So we, go ahead, Brother Joseph. I just want to interject there. Okay. So, uh, you know, uh, what Lindsey Williams reveals, you know, and see, he didn't really knew what the whole detrimental of the QE3 was about until it was revealed to him by one of them oil, oil boys, right? Now, I got it queued up, and I would like to share this with the family. It's no more. I mean, it's long, but I'm not going to play no more than about uh, two minutes of it before you could get the general idea of what this thing is all about. Okay, again, let everybody know what you're about to play. I'm getting ready I'm getting ready to play uh, Lindsey Williams' uh, uh, latest information about the QE3. Now, the QE3 just came out, what, about two weeks ago or something when they made this big announcement? Okay. All right, well, go ahead. Hopefully we can hear you. know, I always like to have those videos in my where I can cue into the, in, uh, digitally, but let's see if we can hear it. Uh, go right ahead, and if we can't hear, we may have to. Just let's try it. Last time you did real good with it. And by the way, folks, that's Daniel 8 and 25. Daniel, in the book of Daniel, chapter 8, verse 25, it talks about through policy. Oppressors using policy that they shall cause their craft to pop. Let me just read it real quick, real quick while you're queuing that up. It says in Daniel 8 and 25, and through his policy, also, he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand, and he shall magnify himself in his heart, and by peace shall destroy many. He shall also stand up against the prince of princes, but he shall be broken without a hand. Talking about how the wicked, talking about how the wicked will oppress through policy and through peace, through peace, declaring peace, 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 when all war break out. I remember that other scripture that talks about that. Anyway, that's Daniel 8 and 25. Go ahead, Brother Joseph. Okay, here we go. Don't even hesitate to use the word. Indefinitely. Let me explain what it is that the Federal Reserve is buying. They're called mortgaged. Back securities. 
Now, let's take that phrase. Uh, you were saying all right? Yeah, keep it going. All right. Phrase and turn it around, and you'll easily understand what it is. It is a security that is backed by a mortgage. May I put it in simple terms? The Federal Reserve, as of last Thursday, bought your house. If your house is mortgaged, <clears throat> the Federal Reserve bought it. You say, well, I own it. No, you don't. If you look on the paperwork very carefully, if you mortgage a house whenever you go to the lending institution and say, I would like to get a loan on this house, until the day that you make that last payment, you do not own that house. You do not have the warranty deed. The bank holds it. Well, they don't hold it anymore. The lending institution you got that mortgage with, whether it be Fannie or Freddie, whether it be Bank of America, Wells Fargo, uh, Chase, I care not what it is, whatever the lending institution that you have your mortgage with, they don't own it anymore. Out of thin air, they took nothing and bought a piece of land, a house, a small business, a shopping center. They have the power. Very few people have been willing to accept the fact that what I said was true, that these people have the power to do this, but yet you work day after day after day and and can barely make your mortgage payment. Every piece of mortgage real estate in the United States of America will be owned by the Federal Reserve unless they're stopped, unless somehow this can be brought to an end. That's another thing that I found very interesting about the language that they're using here. Um, you remember the old, uh, I think it might have been a Jefferson quote, uh, those who sacrificed their uh, uh, security, uh, what was it, who sacrificed their liberties for security deserve neither. Um, and so I define security uh, to mean tyranny, right? And the word mortgage uh, coming from the Latin uh, mort, you know, from mortality meaning death and gauge meaning grip. So when you talk about a mortgage-backed security, what I hear is a death grip backed by tyranny. You're exactly right, Vinny. Uh, I saw your picture the other day for the first time. I actually went to your website and looked at it. Uh, you're a young fellow, uh, and as you probably noticed, I've got you beat by a few years. Uh, but for, for a young man with a wonderful down-under brogue, uh, you undoubtedly gained a lot of wisdom in a short period of time, Vinny. <clears throat> Why, Lindsay? Because I talk to a lot of people who are uh, older and wiser than myself, and unlike most people my age, I choose to listen. Well, I'm glad, and I'm so glad that you're on American Freedom Radio. Now, what will the Federal Reserve do with these $40 billion worth of mortgage-backed securities every month. He said, without any hesitation, they're going to buy derivatives. Oh, no. You're right, Benny. Let's put this into context. $40 billion uh, invested into derivatives per month means, uh, well, basically, when you've got a derivative, uh, the layman's term, uh, long shorthand version of it is, you call $1, $40, and then you gamble it on the stock market uh, at 1,000 to 1. So they're going to call $40 billion, $40 trillion, and gamble it on the stock market at a million to one. I'm going to give you those figures in just a moment as he gave them to me. Your house mortgage will be used 
like a one-armed bandit Las Vegas style on the derivative market. Try to explain somewhat of what's going on, and here, Vinny, is what you just said. You were a step ahead of me. Your brain is working faster than mine. Mine was so stunned. Here's what he said. They are going to take that house mortgage of yours. They own it now. They own your house now. Bank of America doesn't own it. And it's rated. They don't own your house anymore. The Federal Reserve owns your house. A private agency, not even an agency of the federal government. And they are going to use fractional reserve. Now, Vinny, that's exactly what you were alluding to a moment ago, but I'm going to give you the actual figures that were given to me. I had this idea uh, about the truth at cafe, and you'd name uh, uh, certain uh, dishes after uh, certain conspiracies, you know, stuff like that. So uh, the other one that I wanted to do was uh, an Italian dish uh, called the pasta Lindsay Williams with some uh, 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 spicy marinara uh, secret elite sauce, you know. Uh, I thought that would be quite funny. I could be wrong. But anyway, incidentally, Lindsay, and I wanted to um, uh, let you uh, uh, divulge the numbers uh, here of, of how much these derivatives and uh, fractional reserve lendings are going to add up to. But before that, the New Zealand uh, Reserve Bank, or our equivalent of the Fed, has just been given a new governor from the World Bank who has, who has been given sweeping powers to have control over the price of our assets and their output therein, uh, and to keep the interest rates below 2%, they're currently around 3% in the future. And uh, apparently even given all these other powers over the economy uh, so that they can have what they call a stable economy. By stable, they mean making sure that the country is getting into like $400 million of debt a week plus and ensuring that there's more unemployment and, of course, making money up out of thin air so they can buy all remaining private property. And then they will literally own the world. It'll be like a Nirvana song. That's exactly what they're doing, Benny. And I'm so glad to hear that you can join the club. Uh, it's happening down there also. It's happening in Europe. Uh, all over the world, the elite are setting up the new world order. That's what this is all about. Now, uh, explanation on fractional reserve. You go to the bank, you say, I want a savings account, and I want $3,000 in that account. They take your $1,000, and they can loan out 90% of it. Hey, Brassel. Yeah. So you get a general idea what this QE3 is about now, Oh, right? yeah. I, I eat that all the time. I, I, I mean, that's you right up my alley. It sounds like me just at home with uh, tea on, got my tea brewing, and just that's the way I roll. But I want you to let that play some more because that's very good information, and then I want you to talk about some other things that you you found that you've been investigating because that right there is, is showing up truth. But uh, the news is kind of, bringing that to the forefront, too. They've been talking about that on the news. So it's not, like, unheard of, but it's, it's good stuff. So let that play a little longer, and then we'll you can just come on back on and share with whatever's on your heart. All right, now, before I cue it up there, these the same people. I got some good stuff about Obama, too, right? Oh, here we go about Obama, boy. Oh, no, no, different. You can put him in the category of, of Kennedy, Nixon, Truman, and Eisenhower. He a big boy. Yeah, he'll put his boxing gloves on. 
but we're going to go to the interview, and we're going to get back to that, all right? All right, go ahead. And they must keep 10% in the bank as reserve, and, and the 90% they can loan. So you go back and want your money, they have to pull in that 90% in order to get it. They're not only going to take it and use it to buy derivatives with, but they're going to fractionally reserve the value of that house mortgage and use it on the derivative market. This means that a $30 billion becomes $360 billion per month. There are no controls on it. There are no regulations. Congress has tried over and over to put some sort of regulations on the derivative market, and every time the elite buy out the congressman, and there's no regulations on the derivative market whatsoever, it is nothing but a glorified, super, super wealthy gambling house called derivatives practiced by every lending institution in the world, and now the Federal Reserve is getting into it with money that is guaranteed by the American taxpayer. And then, of course, there's nothing to stop them from on-selling those and expanding the excess and and, 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 and such and like that. Because um, the traditionally fractional reserve lending was, um, uh, in modern money mechanics, was about between a ratio of 1 and 10. Uh, but they've since removed those restrictions. So now, if you've got a dollar, you can literally turn it into 80. So, well, I love it. They make yeah. money up out of thin air. And they make that, that they make that money from thin air into even more money from even more thin air, and then they make it even worse. And the end result is they wind up owning everything that everybody could ever have, and we have a communist world government that's ruled by these bankers who own everything. It'll just be like going back into the feudal dark ages, basically. You'll have a lord, and you that's have right. isn't. And if you say anything against the Lord or anything like that, sure, we'll have a nice high-tech society and stuff like that, facial recognition cameras and everything like that. But at the end of the day, if you don't like it, you're not going to be around to enjoy it because you will be eliminated. And that's the power these people have. That is the, that is the goal that they have. They have no respect for human life, of common decency, of morality, of spirituality, for that matter. Anything that any of us hold dear, including family, they have no desire for. They simply want power, and they've gone completely insane with it, as happens with every single other elite person throughout history. As soon as you don't have any consequences for your actions, as soon as you can do anything, your mind starts to wander, people don't keep you in check in your social circles, and you go absolutely crazy. And everybody suffers because of your insanity, depending on how powerful you are. And now we're talking about people who are all powerful, so you can imagine the damage that's possible if we don't stop it. You must immediately, every person on American Freedom Radio, every person listening to Benny Eastwood's program today, you must do a crash course on derivatives. You, you have got to know what they are. The taxpayer is now held responsible for that if the derivative market collapses, and I have already been told that it's going to collapse. Talking about the things you do talk about, actually, I, I found that you don't actually need an elite source to know all these things because it's all put down in government documents. Agenda 21, uh, for instance, uh, I could sum it up as being the, the agenda for the 21st century, the desire to control all life 
all resources, all finance, all private property. Force everybody off the land, uh, subsequently exterminate them, cut off their uh, access to uh, health care, food, uh, um, uh, basically all, form, all forms of freedom will be very, very slowly and very corruptly, uh, but very secretively uh, taken away and amalgamated. And what they've done is centralised decision-making. What you'll notice is that there's these big amalgamations. You know, a couple of cities will become one city. Happened here in New Zealand, happens all over the world, is happening even more today than it was yesterday. And what you've got here is the ability then for an elected representative who, who you know, probably only gets about maybe 20% of the public actually uh, voting for him at the end of the day because most people don't turn up to vote because they think it's corrupt and because they don't vote. The corrupt people don't get voted out, <laughs> and they and they continue um, to, to 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 wreak havoc via the apparatus of this gumbaggery upon everybody's nation simultaneously, mind you. So the end goal is a complete controlled microchip population, and it's even put out in, in many other planes um, by, by the elite and admitted in uh, memoirs and and uh, what have you, like Zbigniew Brzezinski with the Grand Chessboard, uh, David Rockefeller's memoirs, you know, things like that. Um, this has been known by, by many people for a long time. Um, where you differ from um, these other things is that you're not just going to uh, see all the things that are public, um, which basically have a planned agenda, but they don't have dates or they don't have um, specific figures and things about how they're going to do it. That's where I feel that you come in. You're not telling anybody anything new but you are telling people something specific that they literally cannot get anywhere else. Many is called New World Order. You're exactly right in everything that you've just said. And now I'd like to come to the next question that I asked my lead friend. What are the banks who are getting $40 billion each month going to do with that $40 billion? He said it without any hesitation. He said the banks are going to buy treasuries. That's people what I'm don't saying know what here. treasuries are. And I realise that basically a treasury uh, bond is a share in your country. So if you're talking about a private company who's going to own your country. This is as evil, as dastardly, as... as okay, let me try to explain the treasury if I can. It is a Federal Reserve issue. These treasuries are the most sought after. These T-bills are the most sought after, the most desirable, the most dependable financial instruments on the face of the earth. The treasuries pay the interest on the national debt. The national debt, Congress, our president, those in banking, they know it'll never be paid off. $16 trillion, there is not enough GDP, gross domestic product, to pay it. It can never be paid. They know it. But the interest on that debt must be paid. And how does the Federal Reserve pay that interest when we have a national debt of $16 trillion? They sell more treasuries. Unless those, that interest on that national debt is paid, the dollar will collapse immediately. I can actually explain how they can sleep at night. It's like this. When you go to sleep, is it lights out as soon as your head hits the phone? Or do you, start, do you think about a few things before you actually drift off? Brother Joseph. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's enough. I think that... I don't want them to get too deep in people's right. head, but folks, just so everybody know real briefly what a derivative is, I know it's a little complicated, 
But basically, I'm going to give you my definition, my, my broke down, all the way street language definition, and I'm going to give you the official def- definition. But a derivative can be traded just like any other uh, financial instrument. It, 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 it can be treated just like stocks, bonds. It's just it's nothing more than a, a bet. It's like a legalized, uh, sophisticated it ain't no different than betting on a horse race, okay? But you're betting on, uh, in this case, what happened with the, the 2008. All of these derivatives, people just, let me just, okay. You don't really have to get technical with it, though. No, no, it's no, 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 because people, no, 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 I know yeah, people know what a hedge fund is. Let me just read this. I tell you how simple it is. With the derivatives, right? You can you can place a bet saying that I bet you that it's gonna rain next week Tuesday, twelve o'clock. Right, and and when it so, rains, you, and when it and when it rains, you get paid. Yes, yes. You know, when it so, rains, you get paid. But 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 what was it, happening? It, it, was, it, it, no, I, I, I was going to say that these derivatives ain't new come to find out that they've been fooling with these derivatives for many, many years. Right, but not this Blythe Masters, and you need to Google her when you get a chance. You really want to see Satan in flesh. She's not Satan. He is the one, the mastermind behind this uh, credit default swap. And uh, she is uh, works for uh, uh, um, can't think of that financial institution name. Uh, but anyway, y'all Google that Google Blythe. Some of y'all already on the, on the computer. Anyway, just type her name B L Y T H E, and then the last name is Masters. This woman uh, is the mastermind behind the whole credit default swap and uh, these derivatives. And they have pinpointed this uh, this behavior as check this out. The nickname for uh, credit swaps and, and these derivatives have been called by the financial world weapons of mass destruction. That's the level they put this on. So, brother Joseph ain't just whistling victory. They call it weapons of mass destruction, just like with the War, weapons of mass destruction. But anyway, let me just Google her real quick, find the name of the company. I forget. Uh, uh, Blythe Masters is uh, she is an she is the economy, and she is an economist. And currently, she's the head of global commodities at J.P. Morgan. That's what I can think of. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank. Nice looking white lady. This, but this woman right here. They said it was a white lady that was behind the, the uh, uh, war in, in, in uh, Iraq because it was her report that said that there was weapons of mass destruction, and they went out this one reporter. So here's two women that's going to go down in history having caused the most chaos. And, I mean, you know, women normally is behind the scene, but not these women. But y'all do a, do a, a, a little, little research on Blythe Masters and see how powerful this woman is. And she got London to, to, to London banks to do business, and it's, it's her and her buddies in London 
got this thing rolling ass all over the world. These credit false swaps, and it's it's just money made from thin air. You know, it's it's some, it's crazy. But I still want to read everybody real quick, brother Joseph. The official definition of a derivative security. Okay, this is what is according to the BusinessDictionary.com. It says definition. Usually, it takes form of an agreement to buy or sell an asset or an item, namely commodity, property, securities at a fixed price, on or before before set a certain date. One more time. Usually, take the form of an agreement to buy or sell an asset or item, which could be a commodity, property, security, at a fixed price on or before a certain date. Derivative securities are traded on exchanges, like the New York Exchange, like other financial instruments, and their value varies with the value of underlying assets, which are traded uh, separately from derivatives. Okay, uh, so that gives you an idea of what derivatives are. They are nothing more than a legalized bet. That's all there is to it. But this betting against the market and the credit default swap, uh, knowing people are not able to pay certain mortgages and tricking them into, talking about minorities, people that don't know, tricking them into these uh, these balloon payment houses, uh, these folks, what uh, escalated market, escalated, uh, uh, they call them arms, uh, accelerated, accelerated rate mortgages. This, all of these millions of people, especially in Georgia and, and, and Illinois, these homeowners bought, was tricked into buying these uh, credit risk properties. And uh, it gets really, really complicated. I, I, I studied it for a good while, and it just blew my mind how wicked, how wicked, how wicked these people were and tricking these people into these mortgages that they knew one day would balloon and cause this whole market to crumble. But the credit default swaps, uh, which is having to do with the real estate and these derivatives, is, is a part of why uh, we needed that tarp money to bail out this economy. Go ahead, Brother Joseph. I want you to go in other things in, uh, as well. I want to spend the whole show talking about this because economics, I found out a lot of our people just ain't interested. It's just it's just hey, too above the – go ahead. Yeah, you you know you don't really have to waste your time on it. You know, um, um, you don't have to be flicked to see what Lindsay telling you about. You know how they flipping this and doing that with derivatives. You know it is what it is. You know they are gonna use derivatives. You know, um, but uh, these same people, these same oil boys now, Lindsay Williams said the last time that I caught him that they mad at Obama, right? And because he doing, you know, he not he not going along with the script. You see what I'm saying? Right. Now, now I don't know if you heard now, uh, but they said uh, he left the White House on his own uh, uh, terms, you know, uh, uh, this is Rahm Emanuel, you know. So Obama gave him the boot and gave uh, Larry Summers the boot and gave uh, uh, Asseroff. Boot. Yeah, you want to hurry? I got it queued up. No, 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 because that 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 that's kind of hearsay. Rahm Emanuel's uh, he, uh, he was uh, 
Obama supported him in being mayor of Chicago. He wanted to leave. He he got his own little. Come oh, on now. No. I'm getting look. I'm getting ready to give you some information from. A no, 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 no. I I don't know if I want to get into that. I want to know okay. more about stuff that's going to affect people listening to you. We don't want to know about who Obama got rid of. Just I mean, I mean, yeah, we know. Listen, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you not listen? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, you know what happened when I say hold on more than three times now. Come on now. I don't want to have to meet you, my brother. What I'm saying is I don't really want to get into that because that's talking about what Obama did to Rahm Emanuel. That, that is not what people really, they want to know what's, what's relating to them. What what You know, there's a lot going on, Brother Joseph, and I know you're in the know. So I'm just saying you might not think it's that important, but share some of these things that you know that's about to hit the hit this uh, United States. Here I, that, Here I go. Here I go. Here I go. Look, Obama might be dead. He might be dead. Because everybody, everybody that done did what he did, look what happened to Nixon. You know, when you fight these people, when you said no and don't go along with the script, bad things happen. But see, but um, um, I think Obama going to team up with Putin. You know, but because, um, see, they got I, mad at I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Now you're talking something that, you know, people might, people might want to get ready for because, you know, and I think I think you're on point. That's exactly what I'm saying because. All I want to say, but you don't want, you don't, you think, you, you think you know where I am going, you know, but. I may not be going in the area you think I'm going. I don't necessarily want you to go. I don't necessarily want you to go and say what I want you to say. I just know that there's a lot going on, and a lot of it is affecting us, your listeners, right now. It's going to affect them tomorrow. Just like these derivatives. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. These derivatives is relevant, man. That stuff is powerful. This is some heavy, powerful instrument. You get millions of people, well, yeah, millions of people, wealthy people, Putting their money into derivatives, that's going to take this financial, this, this economy this way and that way. And you need these credit defaults out there. Not done. The mortgage companies are not done. They backed off, stopped doing it for a while. They made it illegal in Georgia. I wasn't know it was Georgia, Alabama. One of them. Kind of, I was looking at a special on that. Uh, I'm gonna tell everybody. Uh, Arlene, my wife, uh, she actually brought this to my team. And y'all may want to Google this. And this right here, brother Joseph. This is what I'm talking about. This kind of stuff. You can share whatever you want to share, but let me just share something with y'all that I know everybody is going to relate to. If you really want to hear some stuff that really, I mean, if you're one of those persons that really want to know what's going on and you're not just got an itch in ear, you really want to know from the standpoint of knowing how to uh, protect your family and and uh, you want to know how what you should do as a parent you want to be you want to be a faithful steward, as the Bible tells us we should be. I want y'all to check this out. This right here, brother Joseph, I should be playing this right now. Matter of fact, I may do a show very soon and just do these clips as the program. It's called. I want y'all to write this down. Frontline did a special on PBX called Money, Power, and Wall Street. You might say, well, I'm not interested in Wall Street. I don't like all that financial stuff. It goes over my head. If you Google that right now, go just type in Frontline Money, 
Power and Wall Street. They talk about Blythe Masters. They talk about how powerful she is. They talk about what this woman did. They talk about the, they talk about how what got us in the situation in 2008. They tell us how we're going to get out of it. If it, I mean, these people are really just keeping it real. Some of it sounds very gloomy, and it can be very depressing. I'm going to tell you all before you even go. But this is one, two, three, four hours of information that will change the way you look at this country if you will listen to money. Power and Wall Street uh, on PBS by Frontline. Now, that that right there is what actually helped me understand this even deeper than I did. But go ahead, Brother Joseph. Actually, let me do this, Brother Joseph. Let me do this real quick because I need to uh, get us get something to drink, and I want to just take a short little break, and I want to come back, and I want you to get into some of these things that you've been, you and I talk about when you're not on the line that's affecting people every. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's affecting people every day. I want to just take a little. This is gonna be about a three minute break. And then when I get we get back, I really want you to just do your thing that everybody knows you can do. I want you to get into some of this stuff that's affecting people. You have talked about the United States being taken over by uh, world other world powers. You've talked about that. You've talked about things they're doing health-wise. You know some stuff. I know you you kind of you have a tendency to kind of get on things that that you value in right now. You forget about these other little really poop things, but what? You call small and insignificant. Other people really, really want to know about that. So uh, I really want you to, if you could, please, to uh, talk about uh, some things that's relating to us, things that will make us go and research, things that's going to change our way of life, things that can tamper with our children, things that can tamper with our churches, things that can tamper with the way we look at ourselves, just whatever you have that is going to, uh, that you know is coming in the horizon that's going to affect us, please. And uh, I'm going to be sharing some things as well. So let's do this real quick, if you don't mind. I'm going to take a little short break, folks, and uh, give me something to drink because my throat is really feeling a little bit of um, dryness. And then uh, we'll be right no. back with Brother Joseph in a second, okay? Just one moment, and we'll be back with Brother Joseph. I'm play a little something different. I always got gospel music playing. I'm going to try to do something a little different. And uh, we'll be right back, folks. Brother Joseph. Brother Joseph. Brother Joseph, can you hear me? Touch with you with 
because they sure going to do it, you know. And 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 for all y'all people that think you can go in the woods and the, and the, the bushes and everything, they done bought up all that stuff. They done bought up all the national parks and everything. And plus, I got some new invasion uh, information, too. Yeah, now, before you do that, real quick, real quick, before you do it, because people are thinking, okay, well, how practical is what you just said? Now, you said, yeah, I think what it was saying is if you don't have a warranty deed to your property, you will fall in that category of property being owned by the Federal Reserve. That makes a lot of sense. That's what they said. But as far as them going and getting the money back, I don't know if that's that's realistic. I mean, unless they if sold a house. Your house, if you can sell your house for all this. Well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. That's what I was, that's what I was just going to say. But I'm saying, other than that, you know, you yeah, you don't want me to give you my take on renting versus owning. I mean, in the end, I think probably rent <laughs> rent is going to be no battle. Rent gonna be no problem because they buy apartment builders too. Apartment builders got. What I'm saying is, what I'm what I'm trying to say is this: until you own a warranty deed and you own property, owning property is a whole other thing. But if you if you can own it, yes, ownership is always gonna be better than renting or uh, mortgaging. But I just anyway, I don't want to I don't want to open the barrel of worms. But go ahead, my brother. I, I do want to uh, say one thing. I would do want to say one, one, one thing because I don't want to stay on this one topic to talk about just the banks. I do know that uh, uh, what we what we talking about tonight, folks, for real, for real. All jokes aside, this is probably the most biggest thing going on economically in our country, and it's controlling everything. I mean, literally, it's controlling. Everything. If you think I'm lying, go to Google.com or Yahoo and Google Frontline, that the show I mentioned earlier, and just sit back and listen to how this little thing called credit default swaps and this little thing called derivatives, this new way of doing business, the banks have, one thing they mentioned in this show, Brother Joseph, did you get a chance to listen to Frontline? The show that I just mentioned on Frontline, Money, Power, and Wall Street. Did you listen to that yet? No, no. One of the things they say that we all can understand, make it real, real, real clear. One of the things they said, they said that banks used to take your money and set on your money. And they would hold it for you. Yes, they made a little interest off of it. But now banks have turned into investors and they are looking to make their profit-oriented. I mean, they've always been profit-oriented, but now they're looking to take your money and to go out there into Wall Street and make money, and that's what birthed this 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 new type of bank, this desire, this greed. And they are they've taken the money we've given them, and they're, they're going on Wall Street, and they're looking to profit. It, they changed their role. They're not just a... They just don't, you know, it's not like it used to be, you know, 100 years ago. I'm not going to say 50 years ago. They probably started 50 years ago. But I'm just saying this thing is taking off and all these banks is involved in it. And it's it's really, really, really crooked. And uh, anyway, go ahead, brother. Yeah, um, you kind of took me off track. Um, 
See, that's why that's why the DHS buying up all these all these bullets and and and, and so forth and so forth because they know they know that some of these people man gonna go off man. You could be seeing Wacos all over the country behind their home, you know, their homes, you know, and and see well, and these. See, let me just say this, cause all right, we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on, cause I ain't trying well, to make this complicated. But it's going. It's, these people gonna buffalo you. They gonna buffalo you. you, you and somebody may say, somebody might say, "Hey, well, brother Joseph, what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do with the first ain't, thing?" That ain't, that ain't the point. What you gonna do? The point is, you should know what these people gonna is in the process of doing. It ain't about what you gonna do. It's about knowing. It's about knowing. And and um um uh, these same oil people that Lindsey Williams uh 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 cup buddies with he was telling everybody that they don't like Obama because Obama is not listening to these people. See what I was getting ready to queue up for you, you know, these these the same people that put Obama in power. You know. I look I got it all queued up, but it's real good. It's real good. Look, the man is doing his thing. That's like Michelle Obama. She came through, came through the White House door, uh, 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 being hated on. She came through the, she came through the front door with her black assistants. But these, but these dynasty Jews were like, no, no, we want you to have this little Jewish uh, 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 assistance. And Michelle Obama told him, go to hell. See, they don't like that woman. They hate her. So, so uh, they didn't realize. Well, go ahead, that. go ahead, go ahead and play your clip. I got a feeling that it's more than what okay, you're saying. Okay, let me say this. Now, see, they don't know what they messing with because at the end of the day, uh, Michelle is the one that you know get the pull of talk into his ear at night. Now, they always in this man's ear about her, how she, you know. Uh, uh, a knucklehead and you know slave mentality type first lady, you know. So I guess I guess this may not don't, don't change don't change uh, direction on these people. He's not doing anything that they want him to do. Now let me play let me play some of this thing till you get tired of it, you know. Let me. Obama tells the Jews the one that put him in office, the one that made him president of the United States, the one that, the ones that, according to millionaire attorney Abner Mikma, a big deal maker and political in Chicago, former federal judge and congressman, Abner Mikma told the Chicago Tribune that Barack Obama would be America's first Jewish president. And, and the Rothschilds on down, George Soros, the Hungarian Jew, all of them made Obama what he is today in terms of being president of the United States. But but has Obama told the Jews finally no more? No more. Truman did. Eisenhower did. Nixon did. Kennedy certainly did. Now has Obama joined that august crowd and told the Jews no more, and what will be the consequences? 
But I'm here to tell you today that I believe, personally, he has begun to make war against his creators. He's had enough. He's not going to take it any longer. Sparks are flying in our nation's capital. The media won't tell you about it, but I'm going to. My sources have told me about it. They're they're shell-shocked. They can't believe it's going on. They said, you know, President Nixon pretty well kept it undercover. But Nixon was a different kind of guy, and he was a very private person. And, you know, Nixon, he brought in the office with him in the White House. His, all of his top assistants were Gentiles. Chuck Colson. Hey, look, let me speed it up to the good part. Let me speed it up to the good part. Because I'm telling you, this boy here don't put his boxing gloves on, you know. They in, you know, they in that White House disrespecting his wife and everything. But see, you know, when you look at the big picture, he gonna hook up with Putin. Okay, here I, I got it right here. I got it right here. Let me see. You see it here, brother? Go ahead. Okay. You know, Michelle had a black woman who was her personal assistant, secretary. You never. All the first ladies have a somebody that that's her. Their assistant, their top person, assistants of the first lady. And it's, this person is going to be with them, you know, 18 hours a day or so, and they'd like to have somebody they like and agree with. She brought in a black woman to the White House to help her. But the Jews said, you know, Michelle is a loose cannon. We want to watch her closer. They were, they've been running the White House, so they demanded that she replace her black assistant with a Jewish woman. Susan Scher, S-H-E-R. Boy, that made, that made Michelle very upset. And, and she's been telling her husband, I understand, Barack. She says, Barack, the Jews in the White House hate us. They hate black people. They're prejudiced. They hate black people more than other white people do. They treat us like dirt. I'm the first lady. They treat me like dirt. Well, what could Barack say? It's true. They were also treating him like like dirt. But now the gloves are off. The Jews are angry. Barack has rebelled against them, and now there's going to be some serious payback. Already the Babylons are drawn. Now let's look at some of the things that are going on. First they announce that all these are little rumblings. It's like an earthquake. You can hear all the rumblings, and you feel a little bit of shaking beneath your feet. You know something's going on. The big one may be right ahead. Well, they announced several weeks back that Rahm Emanuel might be leaving the White House. The vicious little enforcer, Rahm the Cruel, leaving the White House? After less than two years, could that be possible? Rahm Emanuel, the dual citizen guy, the guy that's an Israeli citizen right there in the White House, and by the way, in his new book called Obama's Wars, Bob Woodward, you know the Jews of Woodward and Bernstein fame, the guy who wrote the book uh, Exposing uh, Watergate, Deep Throat, and all that stuff, that was the cause of Nixon leaving office. Well, he's written a new book called Obama's Wars. He said that Rahm Emanuel smacked his mouth and, woo, with just, mm, yum, 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 yum. He'd come in to, uh, to work every day in the White House. Remember, Rahm Emanuel now had his run of the Oval Office, White House Chief of Staff. 
Rahm Emanuel would come to the White House and say, well, who did we kill today with our predator drones over Pakistan and Afghanistan? Who did we hit today? <laughs> he was so glad to kill some more Muslims. He would actually say, who did we hit today? Who have we killed today? In glee. So happy. Deliriously happy that they had killed some more Muslims over the Middle East with our predator drone aircraft, pilotless aircraft, bombers. He's a sick old man. But he's leaving. He's announced he's leaving the White House. He was going to leave probably in the latter part of October, but just yesterday it was announced he's leaving the 1st of October. They're getting him out of there. He's, he's a goner. While you're listening to this, he's probably out. He's walking the streets of Chicago. Rahm Emanuel has been fired. Oh, they'll tell you he resigned. He quit. He wanted to be mayor of Chicago. That's why he quit. Baloney. They fired the ballerina boy. But let's talk some more about Barack Obama, because I want to get on to this. We haven't got much more time. Look, Obama, as he really told the Jews no more, I got this report, and I think it's pretty reliable, that Obama told Israel's Benjamin Netanyahu when he last visited the White House, that was only a couple months back, that the Israelis must play fair with the oppressed Palestinians. They must come to peace terms in the Middle East, and they've got to quit stealing more and more land and building those settlements on it. Yes, he wants Israel to be a safe and secure nation. But Obama says, I also want the Palestinians to have a place to live. I want them to have freedom. I want them to have their own government. I want, you know, two states. I want the Palestinians, and the Jews. And you're going to have to agree to that. Well, the Jews do not want the Palestinians to have their own nations. They want to take all the land, to be honest with you, and they keep taking chunks of it. So finally, well, the Palestinians are just their servile nobodies and who are just nothing but a bunch of plantation slaves. And Obama said it's, a, it's, it's enough. It's, you've got to come to peace terms. Well, oh, Netanyahu told all the the Rothschilds and all the others, the Obama's not going to kiss up to us anymore. We're going to have to do something about this, and they are angry. I understand that another thing happened. Israel wants us, has wanted us for a long time, to go in and bomb and destroy Iran. Not just its nuclear capability, it doesn't have any, but it wants America to destroy the entire military structure of Iran and kill off hundreds of thousands of Iranians. And Obama says no. Obama told Netanyahu that the CIA and the Defense Intelligence Agency have assured him that Iran has no nuclear bombs and is not developing any. And Israel says, well, we know that's true, too, but we still want you to do it. We want more. And Obama, I understand, told Netanyahu no. Uh-oh. Jews don't like being told no. Then Obama made a campaign promise. Two promises, in fact. First, he said, we will be out of Afghanistan by the end of 2011. The Jews said, no, you won't. We'll be there forever. <laughs> in fact, we're going to expand the war on into Pakistan, to Yemen. We're going to go into Syria, and especially Iran. You're not going to be leaving in 2011. Obama has instructed General Petraeus to wrap up the war. He's saying, tell me why we can't leave at the end of 2011. I made a campaign promise. Now, Rahm Emanuel and David Axelrod, political advisors in the White House, uh, uh, Rahm also being White House chief staff, went storming, I understand, into the Oval Office. And they said, 
The Rock, did you really tell Netanyahu to come to peace terms? We don't want that. And did you, Barack, tell General Petraeus you wanted him to wrap up the war by the end of 2011? That's not our agenda. Obama said, that's exactly what I've done. I'm the president. And they told Obama, you're only president because we made you one. We gave you all the money. We gave you all the media help. We made you a star. I understand they threatened me. They screamed. But Obama stood his ground, came back with a shocking proposal. He said, Rahm Emanuel, David Asherod, I want to thank you for your past support. Now it's time for us to go our separate ways. I'll give you until November 1st to pack your bags. Brother Joseph. Axelrod. Whoa, Brother Joseph. whoa. Now. Yes. Now, now see. Okay. Listen, listen, listen. See, things getting ready to get wild. Things getting ready to get buck, buck wild. And, and, and see what I will going to tell you about this uh, 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 troop buildup invasion uh, south of the United States down in Mexico. They flying these these uh, 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 these well, Russian hold on, planes. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Let me kind of say something. <laughs> You breaking up.
Sorry about that. I don't know what happened. I think I lost Brother Joseph, and I probably lost. Uh, hopefully, he'll call back. Um, but um, let's do this because I want to hear what this brother got to say. He was on a roll there, and uh, there he is. He's back. Okay, he's back. All right, Brother Joseph. I don't know what happened, but go ahead. You're on the air. We got disconnected some kind of way. See, look. Things, things getting ready to get blown out of proportion here, way out of proportion. And uh, uh, you, you got all this soup uh, built up. Damn and brother it, Joseph, uh, listen, 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 real quick. If I lose you again, just keep talking. It's me. It's my cell that's the problem, not you. Okay, okay. Um, some latest. Uh, I wanted kind of like. Go back into the little Obama thing, right? Because he sure got rid of them people. And see, Tex Miles ain't no slouch. He came from Air Force Naval and I mean, uh, 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 uh Naval and uh, Air Force Intelligence. The main was a full a full bird. No, he wasn't no bird. He was a uh, lieutenant uh, major. He taught he taught in in the Air Force. So you know this man got to be. Brother Joseph, oh. you're going to talk about this and not get on nothing else like I asked you. And I, and I, but, you know, I don't appreciate it, but I don't feel like putting up a fight tonight. But I ask you kindly to talk about other stuff, but you've been on put playing Obama, so you might as well go ahead and play it because that's what you've been talking about. So go ahead and put it on. We got, we got, listen, 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 because we, we got a lot of people. You don't even know what's going on. The man might get hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. I just got to tell you. Hold on, man. You you just don't now. What what I'm saying what I'm saying to you is go ahead and put him on. What do you mean by telling me I don't listen? I'm telling you to go ahead and put him on because that's all you're talking about. It don't matter if we. What I'm trying to get you to see is this: people are listening. They got kids. Some of them adults. Uh, some of them are teens. Different people are listening. Folks sometimes want to know how does things relate to me. They don't always want to know know about no uh, white drama. Look, go man, ahead, look. go ahead, go ahead and put it on. Just put it on. Just please put it on. Uh, it, it, it ain't about that. Look, look, brother Joseph. Now I'm asking this gentleman to put it on. Why is he trying to tell me now something about the show? Just put it on, brother Joseph. I got you muted. When I take you off mute, please start the audio. Please. People are listening. Now you got them curious. So go ahead and put it on. You ain't got to explain yourself. The video will do it. Go ahead. Um, Emmanuel and David Axelrod, the libel told me he called in Larry Summers, the Jew who's chairman of the Council of Economic Advisors, the Jew who's the one who helped the law get changed with Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank of America, and all the others, and made sure that the, the, the America went into a grand recession, and the whole world did, and trillions of dollars went to the bankers. And Larry Summers, this Jewish monster, the banker boy, was supervising the whole thing. Obama had made him chairman of the Council of Economic Advisors, and Obama fired him too. Oh, my. Let's count them up. Director of the Office of Management Budget, Peter Artsak. He's out. Rahm Emanuel, White House Chief of Staff. He's out. David Axelrod, Chief Political Advisor, the campaign chief for Obama. 
in 2008. He's out. Larry Summers, chairman of the Council of Economic Advisors. He's out. These are Jewish dons, you know, like dons in the mafia, the big boys. Now, I understand also that the Chicago billionaires that made Obama what he is, the Crowns, the Pritzkers, the Nikmas, the Solos, and all the others, the phone began to melt in the White House. They were calling Obama. You can't do this. You can't do this. But remember Obama's campaign slogan? Yes, we can. Now, here's another thing. I understand that Obama made a, a, a campaign promise. He told the middle class, the workers, if you make less than two fifty thousand, we're not going to raise your taxes. Well, the Bush tax cuts at the end of December, I understand, are, are, are dying naturally. Now, there's opportunity for Obama to get Congress to reapprove those former tax cuts. If not, the taxes will actually go up for all Americans. The tax rates. But Obama made a promise to those who made less than two fifty. Now. Reliable sources tell me that Larry Summers and Axelrod and Rahm Emanuel and the others, Artsakh, went to Obama and said, you'll have to break your campaign promise. We're not going to give the working people of America tax breaks. And Obama said, yes, we can. There you go. Obama said, "We might, I might even change my mind and approve all of the Bush taxes. I might even give the richer people. Because this economy needs jobs, and we can't have jobs if we're taxing people. And they like to add an apoplectic fit, I understand. Because the bankers want all the bucks, and they want pennies for the people. And they want more and more taxes. They want to break the back of America through taxation. And it looked like Obama's not going to go along with it. They said, but don't you understand, Barack? We, put, we, we got Obamacare, and we got all these other programs. We're going to have this gigantic deficit. And Obama said, well, I'm going to have to work with my black assistants to figure out what to do about that. That's for you Jews. Hit the road, Jack. Now, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? I understand that Obama's taking on the health care people, the insurance companies. That's the end of it. Do you, do you realize what this may end up against? Now, now that's, like, that's, like next, that's like next month. Do you realize... They're looking for something to happen next month within the second, third week of October. Let me say this. Just, just, and I, I want you to finish your point, for real. No, no, you, got, you, you, you take me all. I'm listening. We, we hear you. We hear you. You, you. you open. Let me just say this real quick. Now, folks, those of y'all listening, please do not think we listen to one video and just believe everything the man say, and just bank on that. It's deeper than that. The reason why I'm even entertaining Brother Joseph Planner's video, even though I know what some of what this guy's saying is true, is because I've heard other things. There's other voices. There's other publications. There's a lot of people. There's a lot talking about Michelle's issues in the White House with people trying to tell her what to do and what's best for her. So this guy is not just saying this. I, Brother Joseph don't know I know this, but I promise you, I already heard this before. I everybody, just don't think, everybody can send oh, the note. Oh, 
Hold on. So I'm letting I'm letting everybody know that we ain't just listening to one video and we just buying everything the man's saying. There's other videos that say the same thing. There's other publications that say the same thing. Okay, so this is real. Old Michelle and Barack is really President Obama is really having these battles in that White House. Y'all should know that anytime a black man go do something, folks gonna try to keep him a boy anyway. You should know that they just come with territory. So just everybody just know that we ain't just got this one little video. Go ahead, Nancy. Now what I was what I was thinking earlier, you know, when they first came in the White House, I said, man, these Jews gonna run on top of this man. You know, I'm. I didn't realize that this man was gonna stand up to these people like this here, man. And by all, all them Jews, the, the all boys, they mad at this man. And see, all he's saying, all he's saying to them, you know, I ain't thank you but y'all because I got Putin on my side. That's who's going to back him, Putin. Putin is the president of Russia, for those of y'all who don't know. Exactly, exactly. Now. Um, um, dang. I, I, see, you, you keep taking me off point, man. I, I don't, I just lost. Um, oh, oh, remember the old Frankenstein movie when the scientist finished, finished, finished creating uh, 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 Frankenstein? What Frankenstein did? Did he take his head and put right, right inside his throat? Right. You remember the old movie? Right. See, see I don't know what this Jew thinks. I don't know what this Jew boy thinks. He done created a monster, and he thinks he's going to keep all of this under control. Now, China, China got a war doctrine. What are they going to use against America? I mean, I don't know how this Jew, but see, but see, the Jew, I believe he's setting it up all the way that he wanted to go. Because he wants want everybody to chase him to Israel so that, he can unleash them uh, 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 plasma uh, uh, laser platform from up in the atmosphere. They gonna this army, this 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 the same bunch of prophecies where they don't put in the Bible. Gonna come up, gonna come up against Israel, and 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 these Jews, Jews gonna let gonna let that mighty army have uh, uh, this liquid plasma. And when all the nations see that, I don't say it so many times. This is what they setting up. They setting up for the battle to go to Israel. When they go to Israel, that's when they're gonna get boom. And see, all the people like uh, uh, Hagman and Hagman, Steve Quayle, uh, uh, you name them, you know that 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 talk all that big boy Israel talk. Them the same ones shaping your thoughts. And, and by the way, by the way, because Brother Joseph has mentioned the word Jew and Israel a lot. Remember, y'all listen to Five Smooth Stone. We don't acknowledge them people as the real Jews. So he's not talking about the real Jews. He's talking about these folk that call themselves Jews, these people that parade up and down. Israel, I know who they people that, okay, so go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And and by the way, those of y'all on the, on the chat, in the chat room, I see quite a few of y'all there. 
please call the phone lines. Y'all going to be disconnected in about uh, three minutes, okay? So we're going to go over just a little bit. This show is going to wrap up pretty quickly. And I'm going to let Brother Joseph have the last word. But y'all, if y'all want to keep listening, please, please, please call this phone line that I'm put I'm posting now in the chat room, 763-260-283-0838. Go ahead, Brother Joseph. Now, and now see, look, now see, these Jews, they so, they so, they so furious, right? And then they don't, and, and, and then you got, you got George Bush. Now see, this, this what scares me about Obama with the George Bush thing. Cause see, he looking the other way while George Bush taking this fire cone and uh, 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 fire cone and what the, uh, 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 Mr. Keenan. They done took all these trillions of dollars from these people. And, uh, 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 Hillary getting the money, Bill getting the money, uh, uh, Biden getting the money. Look, they say they're looking for uh, uh, Biden to resign. And, uh, it, it just, look, that stuff George Bush doing, that's the only thing that could get Barack Obama in trouble because he's looking, he looking the other way. I believe he, he done got some money out of the two. It, it, it goes back to the, to the uh, 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 guns for drugs and the, and the food for oil. You heard about that big scandal there? They they managed to keep that under wraps, but that yeah. that post yeah, I'm, I'm talking about trillions of dollars in in futures, you know, you know, but they kept it under wraps. But with this Obama thing, I never thought this man was gonna stand up the way he did. This man, this man got his gloves on, or he got a sword or something in his hand, and he's saying no, 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 like text mob. Uh, the information getting from him, you know, and see uh, the Asherah. Know who Asherah's grandfather was? Trotsky. No. Trotsky. See, see, this thing been in our face, man. See, we don't know what them people going through in the White House, and we don't know what the end, the end running this thing gonna be. But. Well, black folks, you better pray for them people. You know, you, you black folks that, that, that love these people, you better go in overtime and pray for these people because cause Michelle, she one of our own, and she in a good position. And you better hope that the good spirit work with her and move her for the betterment of black people here in America because black ass on bar time for real. We on our time. Let me say this. breaking me up. I'm on the road, man. I'm going to share Brother Joseph, brother yeah. Joseph, brother Joseph, man, you have to calm down. You're not doing this show by yourself, no, man. This ain't no brother Joseph, Hold on, hold on, hold on, man. I'm letting you talk. I'm not saying nothing. I'm, for, for a change, I'm not saying nothing. I'm just sitting here, and I'm letting you just go. When I go to interject, you got something to say. What's up? Listen to what I'm about to say. Now, I just think it's odd you now on Obama's side, because I've been saying this about the Obamas all along. I always said this about them. I don't know why folks hate them and saying they kissing up and all this stuff. I think they're very militant, both of them. And I do think Michelle is the most, uh, I'm going to tell you what I think more militant than Michelle, and that is her mother. We'll never hear about her mother, but that's a black woman you got in White House. Michelle have to, you know, jump around, walk on eggshells. And I don't think she's bold, 
but she still walking on eggshells to some degree. But that that mother-in-law don't have to walk on no eggshells. So they bring in some drama. I really know that. I just think it's interesting what you're saying because I've been saying that all along about Obama to those that have been trying to hate on them. Go ahead. Well, see, there you go. And, you know, this goes back to me. I didn't know. I didn't know this, Mike, because, see, a lot of people a lot of people don't know how to handle themselves with these with these Zionist people. They just don't. These these people run a muck with America. That's why that's why white America is split down the middle, split and divided. But don't you know, white America get ready to pounce on this on 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 these people, and a lot of innocent Jews gonna get caught up in the mix. But a lot of them benefiting from it anyway. But you still got a, a lot of good. Jews, you know, small ones, you know, you know the ones that live across the street from you, next door to you, you know. But I'm talking about the ones on you know, the troublemakers, you know. But as soon as America get that, get that, get that, that good blood in them, man, they gonna mess these people up, man. You know what they did to did with the USS Liberty, 1967. They tack that ship and try to blame it on the Egyptians and all that, you know. But but things getting wild. They don't know how to. They can't do nothing with Obama now. I didn't know. That's why I say, brother, you know, I know how to swing anyway, any which way, you know, because you don't know till you. Tell you hurt, right? Well, you could, huh? Okay, all right, okay, we're back. Now, I don't know if we can be heard, though. That's the only thing I need to know if this, I think we're still on. But anyway, I do hear what you're saying, man, and I appreciate you um, uh, sharing that. It's just amazing to see you. <laughs> I'm not going to say flip-flop. I'm not going to say flip-flop, but it's just it's just It ain't both flip-flopping. If you don't know, you don't know till you know. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that this man would have did that? And see, all the little laws that he had to pass, you know, he had to do that to get in the position he's in, you know. But somebody, I hope somebody working with this man. Well, maybe they are. So, you know, I just, I just hope this thing come out, man, the way that it should. Because black folks are in trouble, man. We. We in trouble, cause if these if these if, if these people have their way, now what do a what do a crook and a criminal do? They try to destroy the uh, evidence. Now who's the evidence, uh, brother? Who's the evidence? Huh. You know they 
You know, they they try to pass themselves off as another people. So if they had their way to the very end, man, you know, and see that's why I say black people, you need to get off of these these prophecies, these Yiddish prophecies of these pe- that these people don't wrote. Now, that's where, you know, of course I'm going to disagree with you because I don't think that they have that kind of power. I don't, I don't give them that, that. They got some long arms, but their arms ain't strong enough to reach back uh, 7,000 years ago to write no prophets. They was all white people as a nation was not that powerful back then. So this is where we just disagree. And so I hear you, but go ahead. Okay, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm cue something up because, see, all these, all these Christian Judeo-Zionists saying that, you know, God going to do a miraculous thing for them. What miraculous thing God going to do for them people? Hold on a second. I want to get I want to get another opinion here. Hold on one second. Hold yeah. on one second. Hold on one second. Uh, brother Gabriella, you there. I'm, I'm picking on you. I know you're probably chilling just listening. Brother Gabriella, Erico, 708903, you there. Hello? Let's move on, brother. Let's move on. Okay. Well, you know what, uh, Brother Joseph? I think by me losing... Hold on one second, because I... uh, I Okay. Go ahead, my brother. I I just wanted to hear what Brother Gabriel had to say, but I think he is lying. He must have been muted or something. some problems with that, but go ahead. But look, listen, if you don't do nothing else, listen to this now. I mean, you know, I hope you get it. See, see, if you pay attention to all these Christian Zionists, if you pay attention to them, they say the same thing over and over and over because they want to make sure it sticks in your head. They saying, they saying that God going to do something miraculously. They say a mighty army going to come up against them. See, they setting the stage. See, Israel, Israel, fainting, fainting, fainting weakly. You know, they can't defend themselves. Or, 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 ain't nobody on my side. Everybody attacking polar Israel. See, that's what the Jew want. He want them to come over there so he can let that fire go from them laser payloads. Well, listen, brother, listen, listen, brother Joseph. I think what you have done. I think you have done a brilliant job on showing a different side of Obama. You can't get it all in, okay? We just got to wrap it up. You know, it's 1 o'clock. It's after after 1. And people on the East Coast like yourself, it's 2 o'clock where y'all at. And people are trying to tune into the show. They don't want to miss nothing, but out of the kindness, we should let them go. I mean, you done talked the whole show about Obama, so maybe it would have been a good idea for you to bring up some of this a little earlier. But you can't now open up a whole other can of barrel of worms and expect to go on and on and on. And so I just think we should wrap up the show now. I appreciate, I appreciate, listen, listen, I appreciate you sharing. That was pretty brilliant of yourself to bring up a different side of Obama that we've never been here because normally we've been here dog now. But I do think the man has. I just I think he has guts. I think he has 
backbone. I just think it's hard when you become president because all those Republicans can say is, look, you don't give us what we want, then we're not going to give you what you want. And then you'll have what they had back in December, just a lame duck government. So I'm just saying I don't think we understand how much pressure with these white white supremacists, they are new world people. These folks got agendas, man, and they are very, very, very powerful on the earth. And we, black people need to act like black people need to act like like they you know know what time it is. I don't know why you keep saying black people. It's, the people that's getting the most taken from them, I don't think it's black people. When you start talking about people this powerful, I think white people is getting used more than black people are because a lot of white people don't own their big old million dollar homes. They don't even have to be to it. A lot of them, and I'm not talking about everybody got, I'm not saying all white people got million dollar homes. I'm just saying, I think when you start talking about, when you start talking about this kind of power, you're talking about a whole nation, a whole world. Remember, this is a powerful country. So if black folks are being taken in this country, that means other nations that's not as rich as us that might be even white is going through the same stuff. These people are so powerful. They're running the whole planet naked. They're using and, 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 and exploiting the whole planet, not just the low 40 million black folks in America. It's shaking the whole world. Somebody could go and just shake it. It's changing the way banks do business. It's major. I'm telling you, again, before we watch the show and I get just the last words, I want to tell everybody, please, 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 I want to ask or suggest, suggest rather that you listen to Frontline. Uh, just type in the word Frontline and then Money. Power in Wall Street. Y'all got to hear. Once you listen to the first clip, I'm not worried about you talking about it's four hours. You're going to listen to the whole thing. It is a crash course in economics in a layman's term. It helps you to understand what's really going on right now. These are very respected people just laying it out. And some of them have the spirit, a rebel spirit, and they're turning off on, on some very key people. People probably died over that over that presentation because they call us names. It's a it's a research investigative type thing. Go ahead, brothers. We have last words, and we'll wrap this up. Yeah, I, I just I just I just uh, hope that uh, 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 black people get with the real program. Cause see, you know, you gotta be well balanced when all this hell break out. And see, uh, I just can't stop stressing enough. I'm gonna say this. And it's going to be the end for ourselves. The siege came from out of Egypt, not Israel, Jerusalem. It won't, it didn't happen up there. The siege came from out of Egypt. And I want to close with that. All right, my brother. Well, the siege, the siege came from out of Egypt. What do you mean by the siege, the battle? What, what the battle are you talking about? You know. You know how the Yiddish say that the what the the the, uh, the Masada, how uh, uh, Israel got got attacked by Rome. See, that's not in real history. That's only in the Bible. 
that's that's not in real history. When you read Greek, when you read Greek history and Roman history, you're not gonna find that. All right, brother Joseph. Well, let me let me ask you something. So, what do you think I'm supposed to do now? Just let you just keep on talking and talking no, and talking. No, I will hope I will hope that you get this and stop looking towards Israel. Well, what we got to do, what we got to do, what we got to do is sit down like men and have a show and we talk about it. But right now, this show is ending. And, and, and that's peace. And, and, and you can't tell somebody that's been studying something for 50 years that's and even if, they, even if they are brainwashed, let's just say they are brainwashed, even if they're not brainwashed and they just believe it, you just can't say something in the last two minutes and expect folks to change with all of the books. They don't read 78 books on this. They don't solve 900 pamphlets. They don't been to 25,000 church services. And you think something you say just as we close, we're going to do it. Just let's talk about it a whole show in the future. But right now, i got to wrap this up, okay? Yes, peace. And I just hope black people that surge up wake up and recognize, you know, the whole truth for everything. And everything is peace. All right. You know, y'all heard from Brother Joseph, and uh, he's himself. You have to give him points for, uh, except where, where he talked about uh, the Obamas. He did make a slight change, and that's welcome. He said we study him, so we don't know. And as he learned, he speak the truth, so in, in the way he feels. So I want to just go off with this song, kind of a solution, and um, just hold on, brother Joseph. I want to just what do you want to say, brother? Real sure. See that go to show you, I'm not stuck on anything. I'm, I go back to the blackboard in a minute. I'm not stopping like that. All right. All right. We we hear you. We hear you. That's a good. That's a good point. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this show up, and I want to thank everybody for stopping by Fox Remember, y'all, please go by and register uh, with the website and follow the show. If you don't do nothing else, follow the show. Just follow the show. Get reminders into your cell phone, your your email, and uh, we have topics just like this. It's a little bit kind of unorganized tonight, but I think y'all got the spirit behind everything, and that is that the Obamas got back on. They're standing up to these people, so keep them in your prayer. I do agree with Brother Joseph that. Uh, they are unfortunately setting the stage to be unless the most high don't protect them, they will be or they could be or they might be. I mean, somebody could be in, in harm's danger because you don't touch these powerful people unless the most high is with you because they are nothing to play with. They take folks out every single day and uh, they can be pissed off after he could leave the White House and still do something to him. We ain't thought about he ain't that. going nowhere. He ain't going nowhere. So, Anyway, um, as the show, I want to thank again everybody for stopping by, and I appreciate every single one of y'all. And uh, y'all listen to this song as we wrap this up. And good night, everybody. And uh, I'll see y'all on. Just stay tuned because, like I said, I'm working a different schedule. I think Sunday we'll do a show, and Tuesday we'll do a show. All right? And so we'll see you on Sunday. Good night. Hey. Okay, brother. Uh, brother Joseph. Yeah. Hold on one second.